Welcome to Two of the Lucky Ones. Dodging bullets since 2003. This is episode four, and today we are going to speak on God's perfect timing. Okay, you want to get started with a word of prayer? Let's do that. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Chelsea and I come before you tonight to humbly ask that you bless our efforts with this podcast, uh, that we are able to um, bring good information and uh, good resources to the people that are listening to us. Lord, we ask that you guide our words and also guide our audience to hear what they need to hear and to and for us to uh, put the correct information out for people to benefit from. Lord, I thank you so much for my wife, Chelsea, and for her intelligence and her talent to be able to do this with me and her willingness. And um, Lord, we just thank you and we love you and we praise you. We try our absolute best to do what you would have us do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, here we are once again. This yeah. is episode four, and tonight's episode will be on God's perfect timing. My wife came up with this podcast on her own. Um, I really had nothing to do with any of the information that she's given tonight. She shared it with me so we could better discuss it, but um, this is pretty much all her, so she's she's done all this. No, and, it wasn't all me. It was yeah, all him. No, it was, but you're <laughs> yeah. right. You're right. It does come from the Lord, but yep. <clears throat> but she, she put it together, and God gave her the talent to do it, so... I'm very proud of her. Um, so, anyway, uh, what we kind of wanted to start with this evening was to kind of bring up the importance of the of God's timing. God's timing is perfect. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of times in our lives we get um, bogged down in our own wants and needs and desires and yeah. greed and, <clears throat> you know, all the things that we think are so important that truly are not um not in the grand scheme of things and certainly not in God's timing. And I think if we would take the time to pray for God to give us patience, to uh, show us his will and his timing for things, um, it would make our lives so much more pleasurable and easy. Less stress. Less stress. Yeah. Well, and really the way that this podcast came to in my mind was that I looked back over the last few years at the the timing that he did, that he blessed us with these things or that he perfectly put in place for a future instance, mm-hmm. <clears throat> especially with the babies. Um, I guess we'll start with that. If you want to um, kind of timeline, we had, um, been looking for a home and we wanted to be out in the country and we just came across this perfect home and and for our family at the time of three kids and us two adults of course so there was only five of us but well and and what was weird about it too if if you i don't know if you remember this or not i'm sure you do but we had actually been in town at the time we were staying in a little trailer out in big sandy um my uh, my parents had 20 acres in Big Sandy at the time. Um, if you want to look that up, Big Sandy, Texas. It's a little bitty town of about 1,200 people. There's one light. One. There is. There's <laughs> one, one, red there's light. one red light. And um, 
Anyway, our, I think our house was bigger than the city hall. Um, Probably. <laughs> and it was tiny. Yeah. Yeah, and our house was not big. Um, but um, anyway, we had been, we had, we were between homes. We had um, moved out of the last place. It was just not working out. It was too far away, and we were just having, I don't even remember what the deal was with that one. It I don't just, remember. Anyways. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't suiting us. But um, anyway, we... Uh, we had um, we'd been driving. Everything we do is in Longview, which is about 25 miles from Big Sandy. And we were driving every day, um, toting kids, and it was nuts. And um, But we were staying in a tiny little trailer. We'd stayed in there through Christmas. Yeah. It was, used to be my grandmother's uh, trailer. It was literally a single wide with two bedrooms. Yeah. And uh, the middle of it was open, the well, living, and living room and kitchen. Yeah, we need to go combined. back and, like, normally we're not very patient with that. Like, we've got to find something. Oh, yeah. And well, for not, some reason. And it's not just us that's not patient with it. The kids are insatiable oh, with yeah. it. They're just like. They wanted something big and we right now. And, and yeah. they were, it was they, were bad. they were spending a lot of time at my mother-in-law's, at Chelsea's mom's house, because it was in Longview, and they were closer to their friends and stuff. And we yeah. just let them because. It just wasn't worth arguing. Our youngest would stay with us, and that was pretty much it. She wanted yeah. to be with us, but um, the other kids, the older ones, didn't they want to come be. and go. Yeah, they. But weren't. anyways, we were driving one day and passed a sign, and well, I was we like, had gone to look at a house. Yeah, uh, we we'd had. gone to look at a house, and mm-hmm. it was a. We didn't know it until we got there, and it was it was actually we were just going to rent at the time, and and um, we had found this tiny it was this, duplex, little duplex, yeah, tiny. And, and we were like, Ugh. it was new and it was yeah. nice. It was just. Tiny. Tiny, and it was a duplex, and we were like, we didn't want to share a wall with anyone, and anyway. No one else wants to share a wall with us. Yeah, we and we had. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, no. And <laughs> we had left the duplex, and we took off down this road, and, and we drove past this road that we didn't even know existed at the time, and Chelsea happened to look over, and she went, did you see that sign? It said house for rent right there, you know, and I said, what? Okay, well, let's go turn around, and we weren't in a hurry, so. We turned around and went back down there, and um, we ended up living in that place for three years. It was yeah. it was out in. But when like, we first walked in the house, I mean, it had been gutted and re- I mean, remodeled. It was beautiful. Nobody lived in it for twelve years. Yeah, it was. It sat vacant for a very very long time. Yeah. So, anyways, we walk into the bedroom. Do you yeah. remember walking in there? Oh, and yeah. I was like, "Whoa, this is the place." It was yeah. <laughs> the bedroom. It was the biggest bedroom. I bet it was twice as big as what we were staying in out at Big Sandy before oh, we moved to there. it was four times bigger than that. It, it was, was huge. The- and then we had this, I mean, it had this beautiful master bet- bathroom. And, and of course, we were like, we'll definitely take it. It didn't have a tub. It didn't have a tub like I like. For but, her, that, that sucked. I could care less. But for her, yeah. it, she hated but that. But it was perfect for us. And we yeah. had been praying and like, Lord, put us where you want us. We need something, but put us there. Yes. And so I look back on that now, and I know that the Lord knew we were going to take in two newborn babies. Yep. And he knew we needed that room. Yep. That's and he it. knew we needed the space. And we had two pack in place fit perfectly in there with a rocking chair, a whole living room set up, and then our bed, you know, yep. and computer and your office area, everything was just perfect, and I know that that was God's plan for our family, and the timing of it all was just perfect. It was. So um, we, uh, but what had happened was um, COVID. COVID had hit, you know, and uh, everything got locked down, and um, 
we were stuck in the house like everybody else for a while. But one of the things that had happened was our, our church at the time um, had closed their doors and was doing everything online, like a lot of churches did. Mm-hmm. And um, not not judging them for their decision. Um, we understand where they were coming from. We talked about it afterwards with the pastor and stuff, and we see where he was coming from. But but we it did bother us at the time. We didn't like that the church had closed their doors, and like a lot of pe- people felt. And um, we had prayed. We had wanted to get into ministry. Um, we had wanted to do something productive for the Lord with our time. That was like a big deal to us back then. Mm-hmm. And we had literally been on our knees together um, praying for something. Um, to for Well, yeah. And I know we've talked about this in the other episodes. Like, you you don't realize how prepared you need to be for anything when you pray about yeah. that type of thing. Oh, and you never know where it's going to take you either. Yeah, you never. You kind of have in your mind... Um, well, you think what you think. Yeah, that's what you I'm know, saying. But- you, you have it in your mind what you think is going to, you know, you're, you're thinking, oh, you know, I want to do this or that, you know, and you kind of voice that to your spouse or whatever and to yourself. And But what the Lord ends up giving you is absolutely nothing like what you were thinking you yeah. were going to be doing. And um, did we speak, did we talk about Dan and Marion in the last episode? I think we did, didn't we? I don't know if we did or not, but. Um, I'm we trying to a, remember a, if we a divine appointment with him. We did. That's what I was getting ready to get to. We we had spent the night um, the night before. I don't want to make it sound like we spent the whole night praying. We didn't. We spent a little time in devotion together, and we went through some prayer time about the Lord leading us in yeah, a we specific. Were struggling. Yeah, in I a mean, well, just not struggling. Not struggling together. We were struggling on where we needed to be. Right. We were really lost. What church? Yeah, our church. We couldn't go to church. Um, we were, were really friends. Uh, I mean, we just yeah, we, we prayed for it all. Yeah, we and we were really lost um, as far as you know where our place was, yeah. and, the, and we needed a place. I mean, it's like it was very important to us at the time, and still is. But it was important that we had a place for. For service, I think was what we were wanting more than anything is that we were wanting to be in service, which is something that we had never really done before. We, we, it's like the Lord had, had laid it on our hearts to ask for service, to be in service to to him. And, um, and our, our words at the time, and I'm glad we did it, but we didn't realize what we were doing when we said we really didn't. know what we were doing at the time and we had said and i quote lord Mm -hmm. give us whatever you i think i'm the one that actually said it and you said i said lord wherever you use us wherever you want us to be and we will go whatever you want us if you send us to europe We'll go to Europe. We were thinking I mean, that, yeah, it might be a destination type yeah, thing. Not we, we thought he might send us somewhere, which we didn't know how we would do that family-wise and stuff. We didn't know what would happen, but we knew that we wanted to serve, and we knew that we wanted to do something ministerial right. um, together, you know? And um, anyway, so what had happened next was... Um, the very next day. Well, no, wait. Before we went and did what you're about to talk about, you yeah. had that dream. Oh, okay. That's right. So she came to me. Yeah, tell tell the dream. So so we have our three biological children. And at the time, gosh, Macy was 16, 14, and then 
Morgan was 10. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was what, 50? You were 50. <laughs> yeah. And I was 37, 38. Anyways, yeah. um, I kept having this dream over and over, like so much so that it would wake me up at night. And I'm like, Lord, what are you, what are you, what are you saying? Like, but it was after the prayer. Yes, it was after we had prayed all this and for this time. We had done time. that more than once, but that specific night right. was a heavy prayer. Yeah, it you was. Know, we really prayed that night that this take place. And I kept this to myself for like a really long time, but the Lord kept telling me through prayer, like, get prepared. You're going to have a baby in your home. And I was like, gosh. You didn't think in your home. That's not what you brought to me. You well, brought no. to me. That we were going to have a baby. Yeah, we we're going to have a baby. Yeah. yeah, not in our home. Yeah, yeah it just that's wasn't right. in the it was, home. It was just that we were, we're going to have, have a baby. baby. And I la- totally laughed well, it off. Well, okay, so it was happening for a few weeks before I even came to you. And I was like, he's never going to believe I think me. it was more like a few days, No, wasn't it? no. Are you I, sure? I waited two weeks of, of having this dream well, here's every what I'm saying. single it, night. I don't think it was very long because we the next appointment... The next divine appointment happened pretty close after that yeah, prayer it time. Did. So that's what but, I'm saying. No, but I kept it in for a while and did I was you? like okay. I was like, he'll never believe me. I don't know. I can't imagine me being pregnant at this point. Yeah. And I do need to go back and say we had had a miscarriage about three years before that. It was in twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen yeah. when you had the yeah. mis- miscarriage. And and it affected me. Um, profoundly yeah i i had never been through one before and it was extremely hard for me um so anyways so when i'm i'm having this dream over and over and the lord's like you're get you know you're having a baby and i'm thinking there's no way i'm pregnant she this came to crazy. me i was standing in the kitchen making a sandwich yeah. i will never forget it and she said i walked in there i gotta and tell I said, you she goes i gotta tell you something now i'm a and i have to say I'm a, I'm a pretty big skeptic when people say things like the lord told me this or the lord oh, told me that time. you know i'm yeah i i usually you know i just i have a i have issue with some of that but um you know but I, I, I came to did, you and I said, "You didn't really say the Lord told you or anything." No, you I just, just said, said, "I'm having these dreams," and I knew that they were straight from the Lord, though. Yeah, and I told you she I left said, that out, though. You didn't tell me. No, that. I didn't tell you, but I yeah. said, "Listen." No, I said, "I think I said, you, you know, I feel like the Lord is telling me to prepare for a baby." that we're going to have a baby. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, are you out of your mind? The Lord's not telling you we're going to have a baby. We're not getting pregnant. I was like, no, like, like I'm not playing. So, like, I said, well, that ain't, I hope that, I hope you're wrong about and that. And he I said, said, I hope you're yeah. wrong. You know, this is, there's no way yep. that we're having a baby. Nope. Nope. Not <laughs> happening. I was like, you're, you're, you're just. And I was like, this is, I mean, I'm telling you, I feel it in my soul. And she kept bringing it up. Like the next, over yeah, the next, so, once she had broached the subject with me, she kept on, I'm telling you, I keep on having this feeling. And I'm like, well, it's crazy. It's not the right feeling. You're right. And then you know, that, it wasn't long after that, we had spent time in prayer that Friday night mm-hmm. and Saturday morning. I guess the kids were not, nobody was at it was home just that us. night. It was just us. Yeah. And, um, we, I was like, hey, let's go to Sam's. Why don't you go to Sam's with me? He never went to Sam's with me before in his life. <laughs> I don't like going to Sam's. And so I was like, listen, you know, I need, we need a date. We need a day date. Come on, let's go. And so we get in the car and we start driving to You Sam's. know what's weird? And we've talked about this before, but what's weird is that day, it didn't bother me to go. 
Yeah. It was which like, was, yeah. I was, I was like, like, whoa, you want to go? Well, let's go eat then. I was too. like, yeah, yeah, let's go. So we so. get in the car and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. Why don't, why don't we just grab some lunch? And he's like, okay. So we go to his favorite place and eat. And we, we rarely ever go in and sit down anywhere like that. And we yeah. did. And we, where did we go that Juicy day? Taco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, that is my favorite. Oh, yeah, he could eat it every <laughs> single day, y'all. Anyways, and so we go and have a nice lunch and we go walk through Sam's and we get to the checkout line. Mm-hmm. And that was our just divine appointment with Dan and Marion. And, and Dan well, and Marion have become a very close friend of ours. And well, let's tell we got in line. Yeah, you tell and, that story. Yeah. You tell the part. Yeah, we got in line, and um, we didn't even really notice these people that were standing behind us. And uh, we were checking out. And, I mean, Chelsea and I talked to people. So, I mean, you know, yeah. we, we talked to the, the you know, we, we're, 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 we're known for talking to people in line. We're introverted extroverts. <laughs> I don't, I'm an extrovert. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but I, I'm yeah, an introverted an, extrovert. Yeah, she's an introverted extrovert. I'm full-on extrovert. But... Um, <clears throat> But anyway, we're standing in line, and I had on a, um, it's a hat with a, I had a ball cap on with a, you know, it's got the tactical patch on it where you can switch the patches out, and I had it on backwards, I wore my hats backwards, and um, anyway, this guy comes up to me, and he said, hey, he goes, are you in the military? And because it was a, it was an army green hat, and it was, had a tactical patch on it, I mean, it was, I mean, I'm, if you saw me, I'm so not in the military, but, um, <laughs> it was just a, a way to, it was just a way to break, uh, break, icebreaker, yep. break the ice. And I said, no, no, no. He goes, oh, well, I was looking at your hat. And anyway, we, we like hit, it was just this really immediately awesome couple. Yeah. And we just hit it immediately off. hit it off with yeah. them right there in the line at Sam's. And it was really odd. Nothing like this is. And I'll, I'll never forget the cashier's. The, the lady that was checking us all out, her face. I mean, she's just watching this unfold. And we, you know, they started asking us, where do you go to church? Yep. You know, things like that. And yep. I just started boohooing. Yeah. Well, and we had we had talked. We had, we'd actually told them that we were. Kind of, yeah. We said tr- we're looking. We're trying to, we're well, looking for yeah, church. And we're also trying to work our way into ministry and yeah. things like that. And they both were like, you know, wow. He's like, come tomorrow. We're, we're yeah. still open. Yeah, they said this is we. Yeah, our church is open, and and I'm just crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just like God's hand was in it all, and so we, um, Dan said, you know, we'd love said, to pray with y'all. Yeah, he said, let's seal this meeting with a prayer. Yeah, and so right there in Sam's, in the checkout at the line, end of the checkout the line, we had all checked out, and uh, they had finished checking their stuff out, and we're both standing there with our little carts full, and and we just all stood in a little kind of huddle yeah and we prayed right there and people just walking around us like who are they? what are these people doing yeah, staring these, at us these, that's just yeah that well just like, and we they? do have to add that we were like the only four without a mask on and people were just yeah. like staring at us and yeah. um it but it didn't even bother me a bit i was me like either. i don't care you yeah. can think whatever yeah, we think got to the car and i was like this is the lord Yep. I mean, oh, this is totally, was, we both knew, and we went the next morning. Yeah, and we, we told each other, we said, we are not, come hell or high water, we're not missing this yep. church appointment in the morning. Um, when we got to the church, we went to the church that next morning, and um, it was not our usual 
church, what we would normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get into the details of too much of of that. The people at We're this church amazing. are lovely. Absolutely. Salt of the earth. Lovely people. Yeah. Um, the church has some um, incredible uh, um, ideals on just serving humanity yes. and that was what we were really aching that's for at the needing. time we, yeah. we wanted to serve and um that's what this church does uh, a huge ministry for uh homeless and um um drug addicted um just people that have been you know sh- shucked off by society and have gone the- through life Thrown, yeah, just been thrown to the wayside. Anyway, it was when we got there and saw kind of what was going on. We really were. We felt we felt very much at home, um, and um, so we started going. And we went for a couple of weeks. Well, Dan uh, and I had started talking, and uh, we talked more. And, and for those of you that don't know, uh, Dan and I also have a podcast that we do. Uh, it's called Ambassadors and Chains, and um, it's um, I think is a really it's a really good podcast. It is. So it's a very good yeah, podcast. if you if you were on every platform, we're on uh, Spotify, and yeah, we're gonna do a little plug here. Yeah, a little plug. <laughs> uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on iHeartRadio. We're all we're on, on it all. Yeah, we're on all of it. Uh, so if you want to find us, um, please do go listen to us because uh, well, I think we do a pretty good job with it, even though we've never done podcasts before, just like this one. But we're just kind of uh, we're just kind of winging it. Winging so, it. Um, but anyway, we um, uh, started going, and they have a um, a thing that they do there. It's every Saturday morning. They call it Jesus Burger, mm-hmm. which I'm not nuts about that name, but um, but it it the the idea of it is extremely awesome. It's mm-hmm. in a kind of bad part of Longview, um, and uh, that's what they mainly do is they they cook. The Lord provides food every every Saturday, Saturday no matter what. And this has gone on for years. Yeah, and, and I'm years talking and about years. this is. This Rain, snow, sleet, hail. Yeah, it doesn't, and it's under a huge oak tree, mm-hmm. and um, it's at a building that they, the church had purchased. And um, they, it's the most humbling thing. It very much is because you're dealing with people that are directly off the street, yeah. and you get to see what some people are dealing with. Um, yeah. That are well, things and the that, relationships that are built there. I mean, oh, and and they just crave. The Lord. Yeah. Well, a lot of them do. A lot of, a them, lot of them do. There are a bunch of them that just crave the food. That's but, true. But, the but good, it brings them that's in. That's the good thing is yeah. it brings them to the Lord. But they, so. they give away clothes and they do free mm-hmm. lunch every Saturday and then praise and worship and and then they have sermons. Yeah. But well, that's what, that's the way it la- it's laid out. They start cooking the food and getting, so the, they had invited getting us. the smell in the air and then right. they do a sermon while the food's cooking and you got to sit there for the sermon to get the food, which is good. I mean, yeah. that's what they should do. Yeah. So anyway, it's so great. So while we're, um, great while we're ministry. at this, at this thing, at this, um, we, this is like our second time, I think to go, Yeah, we happened to see the two girls there that were both pregnant and, uh, we didn't know them. Um, we started seeing them at church and, um, one Sunday, 
the pastor had uh, brought them up in front of the church and they kind of explained their situation and said, these two girls are about to mm. give birth like any day now. And neither- well, and we need to, I need to say like, we weren't thinking about my dream at this point no, at all. No, it didn't even, I it mean, had gone. We had so much going on at that time in our, it took in our months lives. for yeah. us to figure that yeah, out. We, we weren't even thinking about that at the time we were like, mm-hmm. you know, we were just, we were jazzed with everything that was going on in our life yeah. at the moment. And, um, so, um, the pastor got up in front of the church and had said, "Okay, we got these two ladies. They're about to give birth. They were they were um, roommates. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. They were roommates, and um, I don't want to get into too much it's, detail. It's about, hard. They yeah. were taken advantage of by the same man, sperm donor. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, and, and the babies were due within days of each other." Um, both birth mothers were pregnant, um, pretty much. I mean, they were due at the same time. And at the time that he got up to give this, um, this talk about what was needed for them, they were due right then. Oh yeah, they were due like the next week or two. Next day or two, I thought. No, it it was about two weeks later. Was it? Okay. Well, so, um, my wife. So they did a sign up sheet. Let me, well, let me, let me kind of introduce this part of you. you. This is, this is so... My wife, um, she is an, ex- she's extremely attracted to any baby within a hundred mm-hmm. miles of her for one thing. And not only that, she's extremely attracted to the mothers of those babies. She wants to help in any way. She wants to show them, you know, how to breastfeed. She wants to show them what, you know, ways to keep you know, help the baby. She had a friend when we lived in Fort Worth that had a brand new baby that she could not get quiet night after night. And Chelsea would leave our house and drive like 15, 20 miles to where this lady was. And she would stay overnight, like for nights on end, helping her deal with this troubled child that was not wanting to go to sleep. Colicky baby. Yeah, it was a colicky baby. And, um, but Chelsea was, will do that. I mean, she just does that automatically she has so much love and she's so awesome with this sort of thing and anyway when the pastor had got up and said we're gonna need you know mothers in the church that know you know what to do and how to do this stuff come show these girls right well the the plan was to keep cps out of right the picture yes that was that was the idea and um these two girls um were not really let me just say this. They did not have the ability really to do what was coming. They didn't, yeah. they just didn't have it. Um, um, we knew that. We, much and it, everybody knew that. I mean, it was yeah. like a, an yeah. obvious thing that they, they really were not going to be able to handle this situation. And so I started. Without major help. Yeah, without major help. And so I started elbowing Chelsea and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so right up your alley. I said, you have to sign up for this. You have to go do it. And so she did, of course. I mean, she, she was way ahead of me. She was already going to do it. And anyway, long story short, <laughs> they uh, the first one was born. Layla was born. And um, she was called. Layla was born on a Thursday night at 6.03, Were you at the hospital? No. Uh, her mom, her birth mother had a C-section. And I was at the church that night. We were listening That's to the right. men's thing. That's right. That's and right. And I saw um, one of the girls had sent 
um, the picture to another woman at church and she showed us all. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she was just a beautiful baby. She still is. Oh. <laughs> so anyways, but us having no idea that we were going to have Mm-mm. them forever. We never ever saw this coming. And, um, um, so anyways, we saw we saw a picture of her. And then a couple days later, we were in a group text. And, you know, listen, I know life happens and people sign up for things and then they're not able to um, do it. follow through with that. And I understand that. Yeah. Um, but we had a whole lot of people signed up and then there were, you know, about four or five of us that actually um, came in to help. So um, Layla was born on a Thursday night and then she came home on a Saturday uh, that the next Saturday, and um, we needed twenty four hour care with the mamas yes. and Layla, and then um, the other birth mother was in early labor. I could tell, but um, they were barely making it without help, without babies. So it it was just a lot and then to make sure i mean but well, our but our church the church that we you know it had joined did an amazing job of you know making sure they had everything they needed they had showers and um yeah they were definitely given they were well taken care of uh baby wise well um so let me kind of say she she got the call um to go to the hospital at some point I don't know if you just went or well, no. I got a, the call to go to the house, oh, was and that I, was, it? I spent the night. Well, I remember you spent that night at the hospital? Though, that too. was when Graceland was oh, born. Oh, that was when Graceland. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so she goes. She comes to me and she says, "Hey, I've got to go. They're needing help with the remember the new babies and stuff." And I was kind of, it had kind of floated past me at this point. I was like, I was okay. off in my own. When are you gonna world. be home? I was working. I worked from home, you know, back then, and I, I was off doing my own thing and working. And she comes in, and she's like, "Hey, I've got to go help with the baby. Remember the babies?" And I said, "Oh yeah, yeah." I said, "Okay, well, have fun. Do whatever you got to do." And I said, "What? You're probably gonna be late." And she goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be late." And I said, "Okay, well, see you later. Put the kids to bed." I go and chilled out and started watching TV or something or whatever. So she calls me at like midnight. Yeah. And she goes, hey, she said, listen, um, I'm going to have to bring this baby home. No, no. I spent the one night there. Oh, you did? That's right. It was Remember? the next night. Yeah, yeah. It was the next night. She said, I'm going to have to bring this baby home with me. She yeah, goes, she night. can't, she can't do it. And she goes, she can't, can't hold her, can't feed her. She's Well, I gonna... told him, I said, okay, well, I'll be back in a few hours. And I got out that to the car. I, I had started telling you that I was like, hey, when are you yeah. coming home? Because you'd Shane been over Shane was there. like, okay, you know, are you? Time's I'm like, up. you've been, you've been over there for 24 hours. Are you yep. coming home? And at the time I was working full time. Remember? I was doing hair full time. You were? Yes. And uh, Maddie and I had oh, gone over right. there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You were I was working full time. Yeah. And so, um. The next morning, I was like, okay, y'all, I've got to, you know, i got to go home and do some things and all that. And they were like, okay, well, when are you going to be back? And look, and I do need to add that these these girls did not know me from Adam. No, they had no idea who we were. They they just, I mean, I knocked on the door and I said, hey, I'm Chelsea from the church, you know. And they're like, okay, come on in. But, and so it was, a, it was a different situation. But Chelsea has a way of bringing people to her and making people feel comfortable with her really fast. 
especially for some reason, these girls, they just gravitated to her yeah, like big time. They did. And um, so. So anyways, I, I call, I, I told him, I said, I'm going to have to go home for a while. So I go get in the car and my phone rings. Yeah, she didn't even make it home. I didn't even make it home. And she said, um, can you just take her with you? And I'm sitting there thinking, well. Um, so first she had to call El Jefe. <laughs> no, I didn't call you yet. I had her in the car when I called you. Did you? So I said, okay, um, well, let me grab slick. some things. And so I came inside and I got Layla and put her in. And okay, I knew immediately that something medically could be wrong because her breathing was just not. Yeah, it was weird. <clears throat> it was not what it should be. I'd already had I've been around newborns my whole life. And I knew that her breathing was not right. And so it scared me anyways to leave her, honestly. So I bring her home, and she is becoming jaundice um, over the next few days. But, yeah, but you're, you're, you're skipping out on that. So I call, yeah, I <laughs> called him, and I said, are you sitting down? <laughs> Actually, I don't said, think you said that. You no, just- I said, are you sitting down? And you go, well, yeah, I'm playing a game. I said, well... Um, the baby's coming home with uh, with me. And he said, what? Are you out of your mind? And I said, I guess so, but I could not leave her. Actually, what I said was, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not, Chelsea. You're not bringing that baby no, here. No, you said for one night. And, well, at first, yeah. I said no. And then I finally said, you know, she, she, she was like, and I didn't know she was on her way already. She said, she goes, honey, we have to. She goes, I've just, I have to. I have no choice. I have to. She, started, she kept saying that. And I said, okay, one night. One night. And I mean it, Chelsea. That is it. One night. That's it. She goes, okay. Okay. He said, I'm ready for you being home. Yeah. And, I'm you ready, know. Yeah. I'm, I've had enough of this. Yeah, I, wanted, I wanted her to go do it. But see, here's here's what the deal was. I was forgetting at this moment. And my, my mind was on me. It was on my needs. It was on my my wants and mm-hmm. the things that I I needed to be. I needed my wife there to, you know, take care of of me. And um, I wasn't thinking about the prayer. Me being on my knees and praying about what a month ago yeah, at this point, prior to that and asking the Lord to give me whatever, and that I would take it. I would do whatever it was. I was not thinking about that. Well, Those things that had gone out of my mind. Yeah, but the minute I brought her home, yeah, she was wrapped around your little pinky finger. I was wrapped. You're around her pinky finger. I always say it backwards. Yeah, y'all. Then the protective part of us came around, and it was like, okay, Lord, this baby is in our home. We've taken care of her, and by y'all, by this time, we'd already had. I mean, it days. Days went by. We had had to call an ambulance. I mean, she yeah, she quit breathing had, on us. Yeah, a couple, couple times. times. Yeah. And we had, and we at the time, you know, this place that that the Lord had provided for us, this beautiful bedroom that was huge and enough. But y'all, we were not close to town. No. And having a newborn baby that was not yours. Yes. Stop breathing in the middle of the night. Oh, it was terrifying. I've never been through anything, and and. And I, at the time, I was I did not do well with. You did better than what you had in the past. Yeah, she normally doesn't normally, handle emergency I situations. Did not, I do. I handle now. Them she much does better now because I've been through classes. Been through, well, and we've also been through all that. We've been through a lot. But um, but yeah. But so here was the perfect thing about the Lord and His timing and His perfectness. Our pediatrician that I had 
prayed for for years to find when we went through all that with Maddie happened to be her husband is also a pediatrician. He saw them at the hospital. So they were locked in to this practice. And I immediately, by God's grace, I had her, you know, her cell phone number because of all that we'd already been through. Mm-hmm. And I texted her and I was like, what do we do? Help. We've, we've got a major problem. And so she saw us the next day and, you know, number one was her breathing and it was not right. And she always, and I looked back um, Layla had a birthday last week and I looked back over the the time when she was itty bitty and she's gray and blue and you can and see it around her videos. You yeah. can see it around her mouth that she I'm wasn't like, getting and I what know she needed. that the Lord's timing with me being there, me bringing her home saved her life. Oh, no doubt about it. If she had been left, we've talked about this i don't know how many times and yeah. i'm not tr- we're not trying to say that we're superheroes no. or we're really awesome we or anything like that babies are supposed to well do. and well you know i didn't know yeah chelsea knows um but she saw you know in this child something is not right yeah she's not right she saw in this child that something was amiss and um i knew it because the kid was not breathing, but I mean, before that, she was already saying something is up, something's wrong, and I was not—I I was really scared. Um, I have yeah. to admit, I was very, very scared. And um, anyway, and because at this point, when 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 we called nine one one and the ambulance came, they were like, "Okay, are, is she y'all's?" Because yeah. I mean, it was visible that she was not—that we did not birth this child. Right. She's a beautiful mixed. And we're, you know, Shane's light skinned. I'm light skinned. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it was I'm, obvious. And they're like, oh, wait, whose baby is this? I'm very you know, light skinned. <laughs> so it was complicated from the beginning. Um, it, it just, but I, I knew that she was right where she needed to be. Yeah. Well, and, and then, you know, the next, the next few, the next couple of months, the timing that all the things that took place over the next couple of months, I don't remember exactly how the first diagnosis came in. How did that, well, how did we find out what okay, was going so on? Okay, so Graceland was born a week after Layla to the hour. Yeah. And Graceland was breathing fine, you know. Yeah, she, she was. She didn't have any problems. Graceland was actually bigger than Layla at birth, longer and weighed more. Yeah. Layla was tiny and she was, I mean, she was gaining weight, but not yeah, but, at, a, at a big. But yeah, but how did we find out about So the- I took him in and I said, look how Graceland's breathing. Because at this point, Shane and I are taking care of both mamas and both babies. So yeah. I drove them to all their appointments. I, you know. Not I, just baby appointments, all their appointments. Yeah. It didn't matter what it was. We Chelsea kinda, was, Chelsea was handling. I was working, so I didn't do any of this. I, she, I was yeah, I was working. She was too. working too. Well, but. I had I had taken some time after Layla, but yeah. so, anyways, I I took them to see our pediatrician, and I said, "This is, you know, Gracelyn is breathing great. She's not blue. She's not gray. Layla is something is not right. I know it." And see, our pediatrician has a lot of kids as well. Um, she does. They have a big family and more than us. And we got five. <laughs> yeah. So. And so, I, you know, I've, I, she knows that I know, um, when something's not right. So she said, okay, let's send you to, to children's 
and um, see what they say. And I said, I don't want to go to Children's. I want to go to Cook's. We want to go to Cook's because we had already been through Cook's with Maddie. Yep. And so she called... But yeah, but, call that. but where did the diagnosis come from? So that's when we went and they did the, they did the Scope. camera. That's when they down, found out. And that's when right. she was like, oh, whoa. She was like, you, well, this is like not good. And see, I saw the surgeon that we were supposed to see that was scheduled to right. do the surgery. Right. So, so at this point, y'all, we've been in and out of the ER in Longview and um, they all just kind of dismissed us. A lot of them did. Well, the problem was, I just don't think they knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah, but I knew. I'm like, this baby is choking every time I feed her. She's not breathing right. Something is not right. And so when we got to Cook's and they finally figured out, they did the scope and they're like, oh, well, she's breathing through a slit in her throat. Yeah, it was her larynx. It, it um, had tissue. It I don't remember. Oh, it's, it's a, a really long word. long word. But basically what it is is where there's tissue that grows over the larynx in utero and mm-hmm. that like it the hole to breathe and there's a tiny little esophagus. literally we saw a photograph of it because they they brought it to us it is like if you take think about if you put saran wrap over over her larynx and then took a knife a, a scalpel and just cut a slit tiny slit. that's all she was breathing through and um oh, so anyways we go into um now by that point cps was involved oh and hold on that let me let me let me We're offer have to do like five part series on yeah, this. Nah, <laughs> we'll get we'll get through it. But let me offer a little something that we did not know at the time to all you mothers out there that are dealing with unruly babies or babies that are having pain or babies that are having issues. Sugar water. Sugar water. We, we found did that not know surgery. that, and they gave her after all these babies. I've yeah. been around all my life. I had no idea, y'all. It, the Lord just perfectly makes it to where our babies don't have to have major any child any baby 12 months and under does morph it it sugar water acts as morphine to us yeah it only does it when they're tiny babies once they get to be it's just amazing once they get to be about three or four months old it you know no 12 months is it 12 months okay once they get to grow a little bit it doesn't work anymore but when they're tiny itty bitty babies they have these little droppers that they pre-make at the hospital that are just full of sugar water they're 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 about the size of a that poor baby was poked and prodded and oh yeah i couldn't even handle most of it i would have to be hysterical and and they would give her just a few drops of sugar water and she would totally chill out i mean it was crazy to see well but okay we're bouncing around yeah we we ended up having emergency surgery at two weeks old well and that was timing too because the pet the oh let me me, hold on yeah yeah. so we go in i go in and see the surgeon um and the and the um office and she says we're gonna have to do emergency surgery like today or tomorrow and i was like okay well my husband's not here you know i'd gone to fort worth that was the one time by myself i had gone i remember that was our that was the second trip wasn't it yeah that was the second trip and there's nothing like having a newborn baby in the car that stops breathing when you're the only one in the car driving that that trip was hell Mm -hmm. it was hell so um we see the surgeon she said i'll see you in the morning so that next morning you somehow get there I mean, it's all such a blur i don't remember even how i got there i don't either so shane's there and um we go in to uh the pre-op stuff and they called the nurse came in and said hey we've 
the doctor had an emergency, but the head of the whole entire surgeon, all the surgeons there is going to do the surgery. But no, she was from like Massachusetts or something. And she was, she the, was the head of everything. But, but yeah, but she was the number one surgeon like in the yeah. world. She was like for this particular type of operation. Surgeon. I mean, there was a bunch of things that she did, but this particular thing, it was like she had, um, she was the, she had invented the, the technique yeah. that they use. I mean, she was of all so the she people came you in, would want. Yeah. She came in and she said, um, I mean, hi, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm doctor. I'm not going to say her name. Right. But anyways, she, she was like, don't, y'all don't worry about it. We've got it. She's safe. You know, da, 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 da. I'll never forget. They told us that it'll take about an hour and it was like three hours later and they finally came out and she said, she sat us down. She was like, this is the worst. She said, this is one of the worst um, she said the worst the worst yeah um what's whatever the, it was called yeah um surgery Larynx, yeah the worst that i have ever seen yeah somewhere yeah with this child still breathing she said it's the worst i've ever i've ever witnessed and i knew right then i was like that's i mean it was purely the lord lord's hand in that i mean i hate that that other doctor um had the family issue but the lord just so made it perfectly line up with what layla needed in that moment and i just remember you know thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord i just i i can't even tell you how many times i've said that over the last two years but um his hand was in every second of it she did have a really tough time in recovery um, we ended up being in PQ for a few days. I'm gonna hold on, baby. I'm gonna butcher this. But it's, <laughs> oh, I know it's so it's, long. It's Larin Hold on, laryngomalacia. Larin laryngomalacia. I guess is I how don't you know. Say it. Anyways, but anyway, that's what it is. If you want to look it up, it's horrible, and it's the problem is y'all that mamas that have never had babies before are young mamas a lot of the time just don't see it. Um, and there's, I've you know, after we have had the surgery, I know now that a lot of pediatricians miss it. That's why I think it's, you know, the Lord gave us mama's gut instincts for a reason. And if you ever feel like there's something just not right, keep digging. Because I could have just been like, oh, well, they said it was nothing. So let's just go on with life. And I don't think she would be here today. No. Had we not. Y'all, I want I want to share this real quick. Listen to this. Um, oh, it's um, laryngomalacia. Laryngomalacia. Um, don't ask me how it's, that is how that is pronounced. But anyway, it says, common cause of noisy breathing in infants it happens when a baby's larynx or voice box is soft and floppy when the baby takes a breath the part of the larynx above the vocal cords falls in and temporarily blocks the baby's airway uh laryng- yeah, i'll never forget her la- breathing back yeah laryngomalacia usually gets better on its own by the time the baby is one years old one year old <laughs> Layla wouldn't have made it that long. So the signs no. and symptoms, it says, babies with uh, laryngomalacia make a harsh, squeaky sound oh, when breathing horrible. in. The Do you sound, remember that? Yeah. The sound called stridor. Stratters. 
Yeah, can start as soon as the baby is born or more often within a few, for the first few weeks after birth. See, that's what the doctors kept at the ER here in our town kept saying. Oh, it's just Strider's. She'll be fine. It's just Strider's. I was like, no, I'm telling you right now, this, I can visibly see this baby is gray and blue in the mouth. Something is not right. Yep. It causes reflux. Mm-hmm. Um, it causes um, food and acid to go back into the esophagus. She was suffering, y'all. Oh, she was, was really suffering. It was the worst thing ever. I mean, I was so glad. Not. I'm not trying to, we're not, we are not trying to diss or downplay the ability of these mothers because they're very sweet girls and we, we care very much about them. And, um, but they, I don't believe they would have picked up on any of this. I don't oh, no. believe that no it would have with, if it wouldn't have been for our pediatrician having the connections that she had and knowing the people that she knew and getting us in where she got us at the, in the timing oh, that the then, Lord, that the Lord controlled yep. all these things. Well, because you have to remember also, hold on. We were in like pretty serious prayer, not just us, but oh, all yeah, of our friends, church. the yeah. church, our families, everybody was praying that we would, that the Lord would reveal what, what was, was going wrong. on yep. with this. And it and, and it, he revealed everything else. Yeah. We didn't know about her heart until we were in the uh, recovery and, and uh, the ICU at the PQ. Yeah. That doctor, they were fixing to release us and he said, I don't like her EKG. We had already done previous EKGs that they didn't like, mm-hmm. but we had to go in surgery. They did an echo and they were like, she's well enough to go into surgery. We're going into surgery. And so there was this one doctor one doctor in the PQ and he said, I don't like this. And he just happened to be there. Yep. He wasn't even supposed to be there that day. Yep. He would he said, I'm putting her on cardiac ICU floor and I was like, What? Yep. So we that's when that journey started. Um but so she she was diagnosed with prolonged QT syndrome. Um and I'm telling you, the Lord just revealed all these things and and made them all known because. But not only did He reveal, I'm sorry, honey, but that not only did He reveal them, He revealed them in the perfect, timing. exact yep. timing for every single thing. When we look back on this situation, that's the thing about. I hear it. Some of you know I mention this from time to time in some of the podcasts that I, I go through. I listen to atheists talk. I listen to the things that they say, and. None of them, because they don't give the Lord a chance to, they don't get an opportunity, they don't, they don't go in and, yeah. and learn and get their lives in straight with the Lord and listen to what's going on when they spend time in prayer and when they spend time with the Lord and spend time in His Word and they, they live their life in that way and pray for God's timing yep. and pray they for these things it. to happen. They will never yep. see these things that we have seen yep. and so they naturally go on thinking, oh, none of this is real. None of this is true. Right. God's not real. because. But we know that he is right. because we have seen these perfect events fall into place. And there is no way, y'all, there is no way that these things just happen to happen right. in all this perfect. If it, if it is, we are the luckiest people on this planet. <laughs> See, and yeah. that baby is the luckiest baby that has ever lived if these things had nothing to yeah. do with the Lord. So oh, anyway. And, um, we just need to throw this in there right now. We do need to speak about our name, our podcast name. What's at, that? At some point. Oh, yeah. We, we do not believe in luck. No, we don't. So anyways, we'll get, we'll, we'll touch on that later yeah. on, but so 
the Lord revealed the prolonged QT syndrome. We ended up spending quite a bit of time back and forth with her heart, and but we had the most amazing doctors. And we're going to have to do a two-part. Yeah, I think we will. So um, I think we should end right there, though, yeah. and, and pick yeah, up the next time. Yeah, our time is up tonight. Because we haven't even touched on Graceland. No, we haven't. I mean, y'all, we have so much to reveal to y'all with the breast milk and the. Well, and we've still got. We haven't even read. We haven't even talked about any scripture or anything yet. So, let us let us wrap it up tonight, and um, we'll. uh, She doesn't like when I say tonight, but it is night, (laughs) and this this is we do this at night. So, so when we, it's hard not to say tonight, but then I'm like, all these people are not listening. It doesn't matter. It's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It is night, y'all, and we do this at night. So. It's, you mean to close yeah. in prayer real fast? Yeah, we'll close in prayer, and then we'll uh, we'll we have might another have a two or a three. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably do another one really fast. We'll we kind of went a little long letting this one get out to everybody. Um, yeah, um, lots going on. We had a lot going on, so this one we we had intended on having a minimum of one a week, but this one we've kind of let stretch out. I think we're over six days on this, okay. but we're gonna get back on track, and we'll make sure that we have a weekly uh, podcast for you to listen to. But we really appreciate those of you who are listening because we know that we're starting to pick up yeah. um, with listeners, and uh, we're looking at our analytics. We're shocked. We shocked. By that we are shocked because we haven't really even put this out there for anybody we've just yeah. we've just put it on the platforms just, to just and, a few friends and yeah just a few friends and we have really picked up speed with the with the listeners and stuff like that so listen y'all who you who are listening to us we very much appreciate you yeah so please keep listening and share it around and and uh let your friends hear it and stuff like that but we're gonna always try to give you good advice and good information and good uh, things to go by. And um, anyway, we love everybody and we're really enjoying doing this and sharing our story with you all. So we hope you like hearing it, but it's been a long time coming. We've been saying we're going to share it for a while now and, and, and things come to our mind as we do it. But anyways, let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this time tonight. And Lord, I just want to thank you for your perfect timing. Yes. And thank you for your love for us, your love for Layla, your love for everyone out there, Lord, that you are sovereign and that we we can see your gifts as they come in their time, in their own time. And Lord, I just pray that you be with each and every person that has listened to not, and I pray that they will be able to see you in yes. the mundane day-to-day um, workings of their life, Lord, and that you just, I pray that you, that, that they can see your works and your timing is perfect, Lord. Yes. Just pray for everyone throughout the week and we love you, we praise you and I say all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.